0: Meanwhile, in the pod cave, and welcome back to another edition of the Podman.
1: I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron.
0: I'm Alex, and all four of the Podmen have joined uh, back together in the pod cave. We've been missing for a little while. Uh, again, we were just talking in the green room in the in the cave. Uh, that we only have a few episodes left to the uh, historic 200th episode. Uh, that will end the podcast, right? Yeah. Or what? What? Come on! <laughs> Come on! We can do <laughs> it. We've got. We've got. <laughs> we've got uh, five months. What? Five six months to to record two more episodes. Not going to end the podcast. No. So that's crazy oh. talk. Alex Wait. is committed to being on every one now. Uh huh. <laughs> and he barely made it today because he's getting some chicken nuggies so uh-huh all right we're looking for that sponsorship from mcdonald but hey guys i think that we were talking the last movie we talked about was the flash uh and there's been quite a lot of uh movies and tv shows and conventions uh to catch up and i know uh comic con uh was this past weekend right is that right it's true. In the time we've been away, The Flash has literally already left the <laughs> The Flash. I think it was uh, as we were recording, as we were uploading last yeah. episode, it was leaving the theaters.
2: <laughs> but in fairness, so has Ruby Gelman, Teen uh, Kraken or whatever that garbage was. The thing it was in theaters for like one week.
1: I don't know
3: if that's
2: in fairness. The Flash is a... Top four D C superhero. <laughs> what what is, who hell? is Ruby? No, I don't know. No, four. Who's your four? It's uh I mean Batman Superman, Wonder, 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 Wonder Woman Wonder Woman. The and then then you can say Green Lantern or uh, Flash or
1: Flash more than that, no Green Lantern. No. After a nine I would, year TV I, show, I, I, I'd I would argue to say it's between Flash or Aquaman. One of those two.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor Aquaman. Aquaman's having a little trouble, but uh, supposedly back on track for Aquaman, too. Uh, But uh, we'll see what happens there. Maybe the Blue Beetle will overshadow Aquaman. (laughs) Maybe Blue Beetle becomes a top. (laughs) Hey, you you cannot deny that George Lopez effect. You can't. I mean, you can't. Charisma Icaramba, the charisma of George Lopez. Alright. Uh Brian, do we have any news or do we want to go into the reviews?
2: We got a little bit. Alright. Some uh start. some sort of quick potpourri We got uh just today uh they're announced. Apparently uh Ryan Reynolds is gonna launch his own like T V network or station. And he's service? uh uh streaming service is it a streaming service? I have no idea. Everybody else has one. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's something along those lines, but he's already like greenlighting projects. So last week it was announced that he greenlit, he's they're rebooting, uh, what biker mice from Mars, which was like a Ninja Turtles ripoff, you know, back in the the late eighties, early nineties. But just today he's got the rights and he's rebooting or continuing Alf. He's bringing back Alf.
0: Wow! What, is no one can stop this Ryan Reynolds guy, right?
2: I, no, I
1: would like I like I would like it to be rebooted like the Brady's was to the Brady Bunch. It's a darker out. Like you find out the Tanners were, you know, prisoners of the United States government for you know hiding them out all those years, and you know, make it just really, really dark. He got <laughs> dissected, you know. All kinds <laughs> Or,
2: I think or more Al. likely, Willie ends up in a, like a, a mental asylum because he's trying to convince people that he lived with... First, Alf nearly drove Willie crazy every episode. Then, suddenly, Alf is gone, and nobody believes him that he was ever, ever there.
1: Yeah, but... But Willie is dead in real life. So,
2: oh. Recast? Yeah. No. Well, poor
0: Willie. Poor Willie. No, no. sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, uh, what... Uh, P.M.R. since you know so much about the ALF history, you and Ryan Reynolds are connoisseurs of ALF history here. Uh, What uh, was there ever a um, what am I trying to think of, of a Cousin Oliver moment in ALF where they were like, oh shit, we got to do something and bring the ratings back here. No. No. It stayed on top the entire time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He finally ate the cat. But, But you didn't know it had an ending where at the, the last yeah. episode, he was surrounded by the government, and he was captured. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, it was like it was like the anti-ET. Like, he'd gotten a message back to Melmac, and they were coming to pick him up. And I don't know if it turned out that it was the government, like, you know, catfishing him to it, catch him. Ah. Uh, was that what it was, and it wasn't uh, Melmac coming to get him?
1: No. Uh, yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. So, the so, yeah,
1: so Fucking government. Today, so then they did a Ralph re, Ralph reboot, not the really a reboot, a TV movie for Alf, like five years later or ten years later. It was like in the the mid nineties or late nineties.
2: Well, it was when NBC would do all those Matlock movies and Father Dowling mystery movies and the Columbo and movies. Alf. They would do like a quarterly movie or whatever.
1: Alf yeah. got like one. So it was him. He was prisoner of the government. You know, that he'd been living with the government for like ten years or something, whatever. And I don't I don't know what exactly happened, but anyway, that's that's was the last time we saw Al he was in the government custody. So all right. But well, I wanna know what happened to the tanners. I wanna know what happened to the, the yeah. people that him out all those years, you know. The young DJ start doing crap and know try to rescue alf because that was his buddy or you know what 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 happened, what happened? well i guess
2: ryan reynolds wants to know as well <laughs> yeah he,
0: we've always said pmr and ryan reynolds have a lot in common uh i know uh, you know alex you would love to talk a little bit more about alf but uh, also during the time that we've been on vacation uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman uh, Have released a couple of pictures Of uh, the new Deadpool Correct yeah, they yeah Deadpool and pretty, Wolverine in costume Pretty much comic accurate Wolverine costume Looks pretty neat Looks pretty yeah. cool,
2: pretty cool. Right. cool. Nice. PMR disagrees yeah. I think he's so choppy I can't necessarily tell I,
0: I can't see you nor hear anything PMR says I don't think There he is Yeah apparently
1: no, I really, don't, I really don't like it. I think it looks kind of stupid.
0: But all
1: right. I, I, I really wish everybody would quit wanting Hugh Jackman to be Wolverine all the time.
0: Uh, well, this hopefully is his last time.
1: Oh, I hope. Good Lord. The... Oh. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we, if anything, we all know PMR is uh, a con- not only a connoisseur of 80s, uh, TV shows but also cinematography And framing a shot and everything As we see his forehead as he's talking <laughs> he, He'll he'll frame a shot Alex I know where you got your Skills from
3: Yeah he's A real, he's a real master behind the camera So, so y'all
1: the next are, all, are you guys all excited about Wolverine Jackman again or? Yeah why not? Yeah
2: like, it's what? gonna be. It's not gonna be MCU. It's it's gonna be just for fun. This whole yeah. It's gonna be breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. They've shown the set is is supposed to be the rubble of 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So it's it, uh, what they're saying is it sounds like <laughs> it might be a quasi version of uh, you know Deadpool kill you know Punisher kills the Marvel universe and then Deadpool killed the Marvel universe. So basically, it's them giving Fo- the Fox universe its send off. And you finally get to see Ryan Reynolds and and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and, and uh, Deadpool together on screen. I think
1: mean, it'll be great. That's wacky. That's wacky. It is wacky.
2: All
0: right, what other wacky news you got, Brian?
2: We got some castings. Uh, considerable amount of castings for uh, Superman Legacy. Oh, They've I cast, forgot. We haven't talked about yeah. Yeah, Hot Girl. Um, which I, I don't know where she's from but hawk girl they've cast uh, mr uh, terrific who is uh what's his name he played um he played, Dar- uh, darwin uh, in x-men first class yep and he's oh, also okay. on uh uh what's the uh, for all mankind What was ah. his character on for all mankind what was his name Anyway, he's like the uh, the mogul that's... that's uh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but I know
2: The private good. sector, you know, uh, space exploration company. I have company.
1: Yeah. He's pretty good.
2: Then we got uh, my favorite, uh, Anthony Kerrigan, who is no hank on Barry, is going to play Metamorpho. And really, they need no makeup. No, they could take him on <laughs> He's he very Plato-like, Metamorpho. Yeah. Uh, and then Nathan Fillion is going to play uh, uh, Guy Gardner. Wow. And I let out a huge groan. Dreamcast? <laughs> what?
3: I thought that was Dreamcasting. No, absolutely not. It's so
0: bad. You want to hire real redheads? What's what's the problem here? Alex? No. It's... Now we know why the actors are on strike.
3: <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like I feel like. I'm tired of seeing Nathan Fillion's face in everything all the time. He's like on my YouTube shorts page, like that cop show he does. And I'm like, why? Why do I? And I think he's too old. And I don't like Guy Gardner being the first lantern we're introduced to. I don't like any of that. Like, wow. I don't know. I- Who
2: would you make the first lantern? Hal? Of course. Yeah, right? Hal, yeah. Al, yeah. But Hal is so boring. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'd do.
3: I either make it Hal or John, and I'd, I would just skip Guy. I don't care
2: for Guy all that what?
1: much. What? You can't skip Guy.
2: I, Guy's the be best. Gr- gr- well, aside from Kyle Rayner, Guy, Guy Gardner is the best Green Lantern. Well, i will go and tell you. I think he has a
3: big X on his head to die in Superman Legacy, and his ring's going to go to John. No. Superman. That's not. He's, he's going to pop up from time time just that. to be the asshole. Yeah. No, James James Gunn hired Nathan Fillion because he's his friend and he knows he's gonna kill him. So right. that's he, he doesn't
1: a good asshole though. He's a pretty good smarmy guy. Yeah, I, his I, Guardians I,
2: performance.
3: I feel like here's the thing. I feel like if you're gonna do Guy Gardner, I would have. Like, I feel like the appeal of that character is he's naive, and that's where the cockiness comes out, mm. especially in those early issues. So to cast someone older, it just feels like, oh, no, you're just
2: a dick. He's not naive. He's just, he's, naive. Oh, he's, just a, he's just a cocky asshole because he was a, a an athlete. He was a jock in high school. You know, that's so he was a jock all in jocks in high, high school. He wouldn't play right in the NFL. Alex.
0: You were a jock in high school, Alex. You know how they
2: turn out. Um, you know how they do. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so we got some castings. We got, oh, uh, on the heels of this, James Gunn did say that Suicide Squad is not a part of the DCU. Oh,
3: finally. wow. So, well, terrible, but we're still getting a second season of Peacemaker.
2: Right, right. <laughs> so Suicide Squad's its own thing because uh, it wasn't a part of the Snyderverse either. So it's just kind of right. out there. I guess he did. He said that solely because you know Nathan Fillion was uh, the detachable kid uh, in gotcha. in yeah. Suicide Squad. So uh, let's see. What other news have we got? Uh, we got uh, – well, there's something else. Hang on. There's something else.
0: Alex, anything from Comic-Con? We mentioned Comic-Con earlier. Have you heard any news from anything exciting? Well, so everybody kind of dropped out, it feels like. We had the Spider-Man Two game story trailer.
3: Okay. The...
2: And th- did they resolve who Venom is? Uh,
3: kind of. it looks like Harry, but they don't. We don't really know, but it, it's like...
1: It looks like what you broke up.
3: You're breaking up bad, <laughs> Alex. Venom is, is going to be Harry Osborn. It looks like. Oh God. Um, that's what it's that's what it's sounding like. Uh, but it looks incredible. I mean, it's a it's the first games are amazing. Um, <laughs> third, game, I have no doubt. Uh, I, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
0: Alex we can't hear you but you're, you're cutting it out constantly Every time you move the camera Or, uh, or your mic or shake your head P- PMR is <laughs> drifting asleep Brian and I are just shaking our heads At each other <laughs> hear, And you think we're going to make it Episode 200 I mean come can on Can you hear me now <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you got to stay still looks, with that mic
3: It looks pretty good Um Venom's in it. Craven's in it. The Lizard's in it. Wraith is in it. Uh, Mr. Negative's in it again. We still... Oh, <laughs> and D.M.R.'s gone. We've
0: just... All right. That's all I got. Oh, what? All we're doing is telling who's in the video. <laughs> Oh, my God. We That's have fallen so far.
2: Spider-Man All right. Sonic's, in Sonic's in it
0: Sonic's in it Tails is in it Knuckles is in it Mario's in it Luigi's in it <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Meanwhile at PMR and Alex always is their ceilings <laughs> I mean this is <laughs> Yeah, can we just, can me and you just leave?
2: <laughs> the face
0: can I just be on your wrestling podcast, Brian? I, I mean, I'll yes. fake it. I'll fake it. I love Cody Rhodes.
2: <laughs> Who doesn't?
0: All right, so uh, let's, uh, uh, any other significant news before we drift off into just naming characters?
2: <laughs> no, Well, something just interesting. The uh, Marvel <laughs> you better last be good. Year, I, this better I be know, good, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel last year announced sixteen projects. Wow, at uh, San Diego Comic Con, sixteen. They laid like, out that film, whole roadmap, TV, everything. Yeah, uh, virtually every piece of it has either been completely like there's been no nothing addressed about it, no updates on it, or it's been delayed. Ah. Uh, so this year the only thing that they. Uh, uh, showed was just a new trailer for captain marvel or <laughs> the marvels and then oh they drug that poor cosmo dog up on stage because they didn't have any other celebrities apparently he's not in uh, in uh the, the uh uh actors guild, guild yeah. the screen actors Thag. guild so, so they found,
1: not good so they found a dog and put a fishbowl on his head
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get uh humane societies after uh after uh, Bob Iger now. Pita's after Bob Iger. So, yeah, so this is Marvel pulling back and uh, I think, you know, the new guy in charge has said, yeah, we kind of spread ourselves a little too thin. We need to refocus on everything,
2: right? Well, yeah, and it made me think, I mean, uh, how long have we been... They've been suffering? Well, suffering, mm-hmm. but, you know, Shang-Chi, like, when are we... Is that ever going to be another movie? No right it's you, know, you can almost see the writing on the wall I got a feeling they, they wouldn't have done the marbles if they if you know if they had a chance to they would have canceled the marbles yeah uh, it's it's not looking great for for Marvel right now like with uh, and which is, is goes to my whole argument that uh, they just need to bring back Tony and, and Steve and all
1: it uh, all back it uh, all back I want to it
2: all again I'll yeah <laughs> score, score, now, score. oh my god nope we had a sidebar on this, Brad, me and PMR. Well, uh, you didn't and, record and it, so that's fine. I didn't record it, good, good. but I had the epiphany. You know why he fights so hard? He fights so hard that he doesn't want him to bring back Steve Rogers. He right. doesn't want him to rewrite Tony Stark. And why? No. Why PMR?
1: Because it needs to go forward. We don't need to see. The, the telling you got
2: to see new characters, right? But no, no, that's not why. No? That's not why. Oh, Ronnie hates. <laughs> he doesn't want him to start it again because he's not going to live long enough to finish it again. <laughs> that's- <laughs> that's- <laughs> that's- <laughs> he doesn't want him to start something new. Yeah. He
1: needs this stuff to start winding down. Just keep down it going. Just
2: wind it. That,
0: I mean, that <laughs> kind of makes sense, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I so mean,
1: always, I think about it. I think the reason that Marvel, <laughs> yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Look at Pixar. Pixar,
0: <laughs> PMR is not going to last forever.
1: Not going to last forever. Not going to last forever. Marvel, like you know, they're on the downslide. But but if they stop of right of now, he knows know he saw all everything. of Tony Stark. That's that's a good. That's a all right. Of, I think a lot of it has to do with him just talking to. You. Or making podcasts like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, basically everything is overanalyzed these days. Yes. So I think
0: which, we're, like, which we're about to do with Indiana Jones and Barbie and opera. Out,
1: the, out of that, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I think the Marvels movie that's coming out. I think it looks fine. I mean, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I Maybe
3: don't, that's just I, me. The visual
1: effects are good. I think it looks okay. I, 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 it's kind of neat that they set up you know, you have a main character they set up in the movie, and then you have two side characters they set up on, uh, on, on TV. Though. So then they bring them together. I, I don't know. I, I like all, all the continuity. Okay. But <laughs> Okay. Like they just passed. So it'll go away. And, in about five years, we won't have a kind of hear a move. We'll be back to rom coms. Yep. Chair, so. Look,
2: can I ask you to use your headphones, please?
1: I don't have them.
2: Clearly.
0: <laughs> 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 he was surprised by the recording tonight. <laughs>
1: Did you not hear me at all? You're you, just super choppy.
0: Yeah, it almost sounds like you're holding the phone about a yard away from you as you're lying down in a in a pod cave somewhere or another.
1: I don't know. I just all right. Just go on. I'm talking.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, so that's the uh, only other thing for news is they've greenlit the Starfleet Academy TV show that's going to a uh, series. Oh, another so.
0: Starfleet. Now are they are they I'm draining wrong. that uh, dry? How many Star Trek series oh, yeah. are there?
2: There's well, uh, Discovery's got its last season. You've got Strange New Worlds. Picard just ended, but Picard's probably going to turn into like another show with that's with all we, those people.
1: The, that's what we want. That's what all the Trekkies want. They don't want another fucking Starfleet Academy TV show. Though.
2: Well, we yeah. just had an animated Starfleet Academy show that got canceled. So now they're going to do live action. And then you've got the <laughs> below decks, right? Lower, lower, lower decks. decks, whatever it is. Okay. So, yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, we're enough. Paramount knows one tune to play. All right. So. Well,
3: there is one more bit of news that can that happened today all uh, right uh it's pretty big uh thomas hayden church who infinitely played sandman in spider-man 3 with toby mcguire yeah well he's come out today and said he's heard that spider-man 4 is in early
0: development well, right. We
2: we knew, we knew that
0: thanks a lot thomas hayden church I thought
2: we knew we didn't know,
1: that. Well, didn't know which that Spider-Man What's Spider-Man 4 Is that with Toby Maguire. Maguire With Toby Maguire
2: Yeah Oh that's Spider-Man Yeah that's
3: Spider-Man. With Sam Raimi attached to directing Tobey Maguire coming back Is that uh, you saying oh,
2: man. Yeah Well Now Brad's like Hitting <laughs> the Yeah that's the <laughs> mic thing on
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that off Indian wire yeah, no, that must that's be, straight that's off
2: that's of Indian cool. Wire to straight I mean, to. I thought he Hayden was going to announce. I thought he was going to announce Sideways Two was in production.
1: That's how Thomas Hayden
2: Church said, "Not me, I'm, man." I Is he in the video game? Me. No. <laughs> I'm hoping for it. Yeah where did where did he decide to to drop this this <laughs> nugget of truth?
3: I don't know. It's been on Twitter on X.
1: Long. Thomas Hayden Church had a press conference
2: today. <laughs> Everyone, gather around Gather you. around I have news. M-
0: media,
1: <laughs>
0: Indian, I, Bob, Indian Wire. I see you're there. Thank you for showing up. <laughs> Thank you for showing up. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. Is this about the Wings reunion? No, no, no. I wish it was the Wings reunion. <laughs> Sideways too?
2: No, sir. No. Nope.
0: Bigger. <laughs> think, you got to think bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds, where are you when we need you to save Wings? Hey, that's not a bad idea. There you go. Wings was a good show. Is it rewatchable? I wonder what Crystal
2: Bernard looks like today. Smoking hot. Sure. at seventy. Uh,
1: the the internet should was... always find that for you. I always heard she was a lesbian, but that was just what I heard.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was all the rage on Indian Meyer. to tell you, she was a lesbian. <laughs> Indian Wire exclusive. I heard. I heard.
1: Crystal <laughs> Bernard it was turned me
0: and, uh, down. Must be lesbian. Heard, exclusive uh, on uh, Indian Wire. On...
1: <laughs> Listen up. Yes. I heard that sh- her and Jillian uh, Anderson Ooh. were lesb- lesbian lovers. Uh-huh. And I heard that uh, <laughs> her and uh, <laughs> the kid from mad about you was also lesbian lovers. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so, what, what have we watched recently? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I mean that's that's good lesbian news there. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> straight from Lesbian Wire. <laughs> <laughs> You what heard 80, this one? You heard this? Yeah. 180
0: sitcom heard? actress just came out as lesbian what is, what is she, Crystal Bernard outed by Podcaster She is gonna be so pissed Her parents have not known Yeah, when we out her
4: I hope they're not listers.
0: Oh my god Next thing you know, that you'll tell me about Shelly Long.
1: I don't think
2: God, she's got a husband,
0: Nah, beard, crystal beard nard. Apparently, she grew out of it. <laughs> yeah, it was just a phase during her wings. <laughs> say the Church drove her to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, well, that's fantastic scoop. I mean, that is good stuff good right part. there.
1: The Thomas H. Oh, A-
0: uh, all of it, all of it. That uh, was good. That's good shtick right there. All right, let's go to the movies, shall we, guys? <laughs> <laughs> As we talked about, uh, I think the movie-wise, we've got some recent ones, but maybe not so recent. If we go back in time, yeah, Uh, to Indiana Jones and the Doll of Destiny, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe the last time we see Indiana Jones on screen, I
2: guess. Oh, I'm sure it is Uh, the which is sad because they really should have. Uh, They should have parlayed this into like a young Indiana Jones series or something. Uh, this was, it was a comedy of errors. This movie, it was like, there was an easy path and they, 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 every time there was the light was green, they decided to turn right or turn left. It was, uh, they could have just done it. Um, but, uh, and this is, this is, I think to, uh, uh when we talk about screenwriters and stuff nobody wants to do fan service it's like fan service is is frowned upon everybody no. wants to to do something new everybody wants to to spin it and subvert no. expectations but all they had to do was just uh, take the pieces that were on the table you know put them together in an orderly fashion and let everybody take the victory lap of you know 30 years of indiana jones yep. and they didn't do it you yeah. no.
0: Uh, so you were not happy with this, to say the least
2: no I was not it, well for an example for an example they spent all of the first very first uh, segment was the CGI segment where it was indie uh, you know during still d- during the the end of uh World War II. like so the oh, allies really? were the allies were winning uh, Hitler had already fallen they were trying to get his um, all of his artifacts that he had collected, the occult artifacts, and get them shipped off. Um, and that's where you pick up Indy. It's Indy and Basil, who we've never seen before. Wow. And uh, who's played by Toby Jones, right? Okay. And they're on this train. And, and that's, it played that's for, his new
0: sidekick or something?
2: Well, that's the father of his new sidekick. Ah. Which really, Indy was the sidekick. She was the the... The protagonist for most of the movie, but um, so, but if they're doing CGI for all of this, if they're heavily doing CGI for all this, I don't know why they didn't just make it Marcus. Right, I would right. prefer to just be Marcus, right? Um, but yeah, so they they kind of shoehorn in this new character just so they can say this character has a daughter uh, uh, to then kick it forward to the moon landing. You know, the, we're celebrating the moon landing, so that's the time frame. Uh, so it's in the, it's now we jump to the sixties, Indiana Jones retiring. He's a, as a professor, he's not even at, uh, at what's the university he was always at a big one. Yeah. He's not, so he's not even at the university he was at for the first three movies, which is like, why? Like, uh, um, huh. he, he's retiring. Uh, she's trying to get him to help her find the MacGuffin, <clears throat> which is the dial of destiny. And the uh, Nazis, which I get, the guy is supposed to be von Braun. They're not saying he's von Braun. They're saying he's somebody else. But because he helped the U.S. get to the moon with his rocket technology, ah. uh, they're giving him all this latitude to do whatever the hell he wants. He's got his own special like Secret Service detail that they're, they're perfectly willing to kill civilians on, you know, on his say so <laughs> with no problem. Indy's uh, frame for murder which they never resolve that like uh, there's no resolution whatsoever to the fact that it's on the news that you know he's, he's wanted in connection with these murders huh. uh and then they they kick off on their adventure. Their adventure in the adventure, they keep talking about that the dial of destiny will take them back because it's 1969 and it'll take them back to 1939. They they say okay. this five times right. that it'll take them back thirty years. And but because they, they want to go,
0: they, they want to go back thirty years, or that's just what it's he said wants to. to
2: go back. He wants to go back. He wants to kill Hitler. Okay, and that's and why it's proverbial.
0: And, okay.
2: Yeah, he wants to kill Hitler and take over and do it the right way, like because yeah. he knows all the mistakes Hitler made. Not that, not that the Jews shouldn't you know be rounded up and no, put in just, the concentration camps. He just wants it's to just, do it right this time. He wants to do it right this time. Okay. So so you've got now here's here's a paradox or here, here's an issue with this. If he goes back in time and kills Hitler, why would they just make this guy the Fuhrer when he just killed the Fuhrer? <laughs> Oh, maybe. It isn't like John Wilkes Booth right. killed Lincoln, and now he's the new president. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Maybe it does in like, Germany. So, so that was his plan to go back, kill Hitler, and become the new Fuhrer. It makes no goddamn sense. The, um, uh, But the bigger thing I take issue with is they keep going back to it's going to be 30 years. It's going to take you back in time 30 years, 30 years, 30 years, 30 years, 30 years. 30 years. Nobody ever said why they thought it would be thirty years, because oh, okay. lo and behold, when they actually use the dial, they go back uh, two thousand years. <laughs> right? So they go back to uh, um, ancient like Greece at uh, at this battle that I'd never even heard of. So they could have picked a like a battle that was more well known in history. Right. Right? Uh, and they keep talking about Archimedes. Well, Archimedes, they keep they keep also saying all these things about Archimedes where it's like, well, Archimedes did this. and Oh, Archimedes was a fan of that. Really? Do we know this much about somebody that, you know, <laughs> lived a uh, hundred years before Sat in a bathtub? Jesus? Yeah. Right. We... Like, so... Alex? Alex? Uh, yeah.
3: Yes, we do, actually. Oh, okay. All right. all right. All right. Everything it says in the movie... Like in the history lesson, is stuff we do know about our communities
0: that he was obsessed with water displacement. That's what I mean. He sat in a bathtub. That's only and said
2: Eureka. Which this guy is a genius that can manipulate time, but he's just uh, completely obsessed with the fact that wait a minute, if I put more water in this pot, it'll overflow. Well, we're talking well, about, about he, was, he
3: was alive before Christ was even born. We're, Everybody we're else was very, stupid
0: back then. We're
3: ta- yeah, we're talking about
2: very, very early science, very like, early yeah. stupid but, people, but, very early <laughs> silence. But he figured out how to travel in time. <laughs> I think it was more of an accident, like most scientists—just <laughs> happy accidents, happy accidents, just happy little accidents. So, uh, then we're introduced. We're introduced that's to paint. that's how they made penicillin happy ass there you go
0: archimedes did it too
2: so uh but yeah and so we're introduced to his his goddaughter uh because mutt's dead oh right which was kind of like you know Boy little pomp so, yeah well i mean this movie's been out it's it's already on vod i think <laughs> uh we're so late to this but um The my whole issue with it is they could have so easily made this better, like just fixing some plot holes and just uh, put him at uh, the university he's normally at. Make it Marcus or make it Marcus's daughter or something like or or don't even make it Marcus. Right. You've got Sala is there in the U.S. and he has grandkids. So why couldn't it have been one of Salas' kids instead of introducing this new character and stapling on a history that that didn't happen before? Hmm. Right. Or just make it short round. Yeah. Why the fuck they didn't make a short round? Not only did they not make it short round, oh boy. there is literally no mention in the entire film at any point. That short round exists, has ever spoken to Indiana Jones in the past 50 years, nothing. There is no, nothing whatsoever referencing short round. Something it and Crystal Skull have in common. Well, yeah. Right, right. But that's the thing is, if you're trying to say, look, Indiana Jones has got this. And that was the point they were trying to make was he has this extended family. So even though Mutt's dead, he has this extended family. He has these people that care about him. Right. The kid was is she even has her own short round character. (laughs) Right. So it's not only Indy, you got Indy, her and then her short round. Wow. So Indy gets marginalized most of this movie. And, and here's the thing, too. Indy is broken. He's broken. He's sad. Like, he's just a shell of himself. I would argue if Marion has left him and Mutt is dead and he's an adventurer, he's going to double down on the adventure. He's going to be getting into shit that he shouldn't be getting into at his age. Right. That makes more sense from a story, from a story, from a narrative. Not he's getting drug into the adventure. He's the one leaping forward into the adventure and somebody else is trying to pull him back and protect him. Right. It just doesn't make sense from a character standpoint, his motivations. It's... It's
0: bad So, so it's Alex so bad. I mean you I think PMR you You were not a fan Of this movie Or you were okay With this send off
1: No, oh, no It was terrible um, oh, Okay to Brian's to Brian's uh,
2: uh, Rant Rant <laughs>
1: <laughs> Analysis um, yeah, they, The perfect story Would have been Short Round Would have been The character And Short Round's Daughter Would have been the character that went with Indy. And then they would have dragged Short Round like he would have been the bumbling kind of Marcus character. And, uh, you know, trying to protect his daughter the whole time. And then at some point prove himself showing that he's still a badass that he was like when he was a kid. There was so much they could have done. and Or, so much, if you didn't, so many sorry. things could have done with
2: this. But what or what? I was just going to say Sal, there's a big plot point in this that Sala's <laughs> grandkids like he talks he tells them stories <laughs> about Indiana Jones' adventures. Like he tell like that's a big thing. He tells all his grandkids about all these grand adventures him and Indiana Jones went on. So if you didn't want to do short round, which I don't know why you wouldn't, oh. he's like at the time this thing was filming, he was probably one of the hottest commodities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like,
3: no, he was filming everything everywhere all at once with us was shooting.
2: Okay. So. so no one knew him still. In in the post-production, could we have not just squeezed him into a scene? That would seem like to that say would be he's alive? Yeah, yeah. Right? It could have um,
1: been his daughter. I mean, that would have
2: been... It could have been his daughter. Or it could have been hmm. Sala's granddaughter. Right? right? She grew up listening to these stories about Indiana Jones. And so she wants to go on that adventure. Like, so... It, it, and And... If you're looking from a diversity standpoint, now you've got a Middle Eastern lead or, you know, uh, um, supporting character to the lead that's in the adventure with him.
1: And I think people would have liked that. If it was Sala's kid or if it would have been Short Round's kid, they would have been more accepting of this more so than they would have been someone that they'd never seen before. It just seemed like it was shoehorned in oh, it's a character we've never seen before. Yeah.
2: They wanted to be different for the sake of being different. Like, And it's this... <laughs> it, it's and Where they have a new cast.
1: Here's the thing. You can always just fucking recast the fucking part of Mutt. I mean, he was in one movie. Who, I mean, recast him. He's right. older. He's 15 years older. Just get... Hell, that guy that plays uh, <clears> the... <throat> Carmen on uh, The Beast of, well, No, The Bear The Bear That TV show The Bear Which is <laughs> that a great actually show, would, be <laughs> that look, would be Pretty look, good That would be pretty good As much like Kind of like Yeah Shia Buff. He would have been great You know I mean Just recast the part But, <clears throat> but the problem
2: The problem is For whatever it, whether it's producers, writers, whatever, you get into two schools of thought. You get into the uh, let's let's give the audience what they want, and uh, and and this is the last time we're going to get Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It could have been a victory lap. Right. Instead of that, you get and any of these characters they introduce, they're not going to be in another movie. This was the one time that, they, like, so they could have done fan service, whoo, which is apparently in some cases just like you know, you uh, it's it's the hacky thing to do, or you can shoehorn in characters and plot points and, and not address and, and have whole like a Swiss cheese script, but that's that's the artistic choice. Still it quick. doesn't make any goddamn sense.
1: Just So Alex can talk because he's the counterpoint to all of this, but yep. one more counterpoint, one more point I want to make. Is the the movie felt like I, I addressed the uh, the Bradys to the Brady Bunch? How the Bradys was very serious, right? This feels just like that. This is like a like everything was just so sad and depressing and serious, and the the fun action Spielberg type adventure wasn't there. It wasn't. There was no quips or funny quips or the the fun. Even as bad as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was. <clears throat> it was still, it and was last still fun. I mean, yeah, it, it was still, it was still fun. So this had this was not fun. I mean, it was not fun at all. They had too many car chases. It, hell, I was yawning in it. I mean, if you're yawning in a an Indiana Jones movie, then you got a problem. I mean, there's there's a problem with the movie.
0: Alex, so. I mean, I mean, I have to admit that the, you know, watching in. Prop- preparation for going to see this movie in the, the theaters, I, start, I started watching the other ones and that didn't help out because uh, they didn't really hold up to me as good, they were fun, enjoyable movies, but nothing special. Uh, and then our back the back and forth with uh, Brian, you and Alex kind of made me not want to go see this movie either, but Alex, you're saying it's still worth a view.
3: Yeah. It's great.
0: Alright.
3: It's counterpoint Great. Brian okay here's, here's, here's,
2: just thankful. Alex we can't hear you you might want to stop moving around
0: here's the thing, here's the thing. James Mangold is an excellent director. everybody loves James Mangold
3: almost a perfect track record of different genres
1: hey Alex you're going to put that you're have to talk like it's a phone because you're breaking up Okay. Can you
0: hear me? Now we got you. Okay.
3: Someone's fuzzy. Okay. So, James Randall's a great director. He's tackled so many different genres. And he's pretty much much made great movies out of all of them. Um, I don't think he's made a single bad movie, including this one. Uh, His direction in here is great. Um, His lighting, his camera angles, everything uh, looks really, really good. Uh, The script is just a good adventure script i i I don't like this idea that um we needed old characters in this movie or nostalgia bait characters in this movie when every indiana jones movie besides the worst one has completely different casts last crusade has um sala and it has brody but we didn't even know Brody in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's in like five minutes of that movie. So I would even count that as a new character. And Saul is in there. But besides the point, every Indian Jones movie has a different cast. And this cast is great. I don't think Helena Shaw is the protagonist. Her arc is a mirror of Indy's arc. And it's really her arc is really just Indy's arc in Temple of Doom. It's about fortune and glory. Um, which is great I think that's a really interesting place put that character considering we know how Indy started I mean if you release Temple of Doom I think most people would find Indiana Jones to be not a like a a good protagonist but they've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark so they, they do like it in, in that movie he's a dick and she's a dick in this movie and the movie has no qualms telling you that I think her arc is great and I think they both benefit from each other. I think Indy is the lead of this movie. It is his movie through and through. We're talking about an 80-year-old man who can't do the things he wants to do anymore, the things that he loves, and also he's lost everything he's loved. He's lost his kid, and he's lost his wife, and he's dealing with regret and remorse, and he's struggling to find a way in this new world, a world that doesn't care about the past as much as it cares about the future. I mean, we're mm. talking about space travel.
1: This so is am I, word. but I, I don't want no, to No,
3: no, <laughs> no. Shut up. We're So we're dealing with a man that's completely out of time. He's out of touch, and he doesn't feel like he belongs anymore. I mean, this is a really r- real feeling that a lot of elderly people find yeah. themselves PMR in. PMR is I just, mean, yeah, totally. It's, it's a relatable feeling. I don't think James Mangold sat out to make a depressing movie as much <laughs> as he sat out to make a real movie,
0: a movie. He was reflecting a movie, your depressed, depressing life, PMR.
1: I guess
3: so. He's reflecting the reality of these circumstances. And I think it's actually beautiful. And I think it's a really beautiful trip with this character that culminates in him realizing that he's been denying people love and he's been denying himself love because he feels he hasn't earned it anymore and he feels like he's too out of touch to even grasp it. And it's a really beautiful journey. We're also talking about... Yes, spoilers. The ending, time travel and it's convoluted and weird. But it's really important to Indy. We're talking about a man who's spent his entire life studying archaeology and he gets to look his life in the face. He gets to he gets to be there and present with it. And it's sad for him because that's all he that's all he has to care about now. That's all the that's all he has. And he wants to stay, but it's that reminder. It's, it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge finding the glory in, in the adventure and finding the glory and finding these artifacts and, it, and the excitement and, and the history, and that brings him back. And it's just, it's just a good movie. Okay. Yes, there's too many car chases. Yes, it is 30 minutes too long. Uh. And, but that's okay. You know why? Because at the end of the day, I saw an Indiana Jones movie for the last time. I watched all of them in preparation, and I had a really good time. I knew this movie was a send-off, and I knew it was going to be an emotional send-off, and I knew it wasn't going to have the same direction as a Spielberg movie, because it's not Spielberg directing. We're talking about the guy who directed Logan, the guy who directed, I think, Copland. Like We're talking about a very, very serious director who likes serious source material and taking his characters in a different direction than where they've been before. A realistic approach, and I think this is a really good approach, and I think it's a really good send-off, and I think it's a really important send-off with a great message and a really fun time. I don't think this movie is that depressing. I think it's real. I don't think it's depressing. Um, Not real. Well, that's what you got, and that's, that's what you what got, Indiana sucker. All about is immersing yourself. <laughs> the raise the lost ark is so impre- impressive because it felt real in the sense of the journey felt authentic. It felt like you could actually go there and do those things. This movie feels real in a different way. It feels real in an emotional way. Uh, Something that we don't usually get in Indiana Jones movies. Arcs are not something Indiana Jones really does. Um, At least they've always been subtle arcs and this one feels very very much the center of this movie and I really enjoyed that. Um, I think it's a great movie. Um, I really enjoyed it, it's one
0: of my favorites of the year um, Yeah, wow. well, you hear that Spider-Verse, look out No, it's not better than Spider-Verse no, okay. but it's great. <laughs> well,
1: I'm good I'm glad you said that about the of time at the end because that was a really ridiculous part because although time travel wasn't bad I think it should have been more subtle He should never have met Archimedes He should've... Why? That loses all the emotional impact of that moment uh, no, uh, he should have just, they looked down, they saw, you know, ships in battle from way back whenever the fuck that was. And one of those, you know, one of those moments in, in Indiana Jones where it's like, could that really have had, you know, was that? But that's, the, but we're talking about
3: just Raiders of the Lost Ark and this, that, do we, Indy doesn't, didn't see God, so he doesn't know. But in both Temple of Doom and in Last Crusade, he's standing in possibilities, right. staring impossibilities in the face.
1: It's no, just like that. I don't know, I just...
3: Let him have his moment. I think, it's, I think it's... Why Why are we so pent up about time travel when it is really important to the character and it fulfills his emotional arc? It's not like it's just there for no reason. It's there for a very specific reason. Like, if they were going to pick
2: time travel, why wouldn't they pick something that's more well-known? than this.
3: Why not teach people something new?
2: Ah because you don't get the oh shit moment when you when you see it. <clears throat> if you if you propose it correctly and you're deal and you're dealing in history that is better known, then you get that oh shit moment. I you don't get no that oh what. shit <laughs> moment when he goes back to <laughs> Some uh, guys sitting movie, in top. the top.
3: The movie sets up the battle in the first arc, and I think no matter what, seeing Romans invade a country
0: is pretty oh shit because we do know about that, and we can we do have. Tech, I mean, don't know if Joe Schmo that. knows anything about Romans and uh, we all took European history. Carthage. I mean, and- that's
3: one of the first chapters you do. I know
0: about Romans invading different countries. That's cool. Yeah, you know they look like? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. You have more faith than uh people remembering that stuff than I do.
3: Right. I think it's so I think it was a smart choice and I really liked it. And it yeah. ties back well, to an actual real artifact.
2: You got about sixty five million uh, dollars worth of uh, viewings, you need to go make up for the box office.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like you know, it's
3: <clears throat> when I went back. Well, what's it, weird is people like the movie. The audience score is like, <laughs> good. Like they got like an eighty-eight percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and like I think got like a an A Cinema score or a minus Cinema score. That's good. Like audiences like the movie. <laughs> It just, uh, it just but audiences taken. didn't
2: feel compelled to go see it or see it a second time. This is—we live in an age now where you have to have a percentage of the office or a percentage of the, of the audience go back and see yeah. the movie twice. This is true. And there we're was also n-
3: talking about one of the most packed summers of
2: all time. Yeah. Like <laughs> it doesn't—that doesn't matter, Alex. Like uh, if if I liked this movie, I would have seen it a second time. It if does. I liked this movie, I, I might have seen it a third time. Here's,
0: no, because definitely. I yeah, love yeah, it But you, people nowadays, like me, lazy ass people. Even if you do like a movie, you'd be like, "Oh, I can, I like this movie, but not enough to spend fifty dollars on it again." <laughs> right. I'll Wait three but months and watch they, it on Peacock. I mean, why do I?
2: Right? But why what? do they look at the at the seven day drop? Yeah, it's right?
0: ridiculous. They should measure it differently <laughs> to, without it.
2: But the seven day drop, they say it's not people going to see it on word of mouth a week later. The seven-day drop is driven primarily—I mean, there's some of that, but the seven-day drop, and, and and whether it can hold its place or how far it drops in, you know, on the second weekend, is really driven by people going to see the movie a second time.
3: But it had a good second weekend. It just didn't have a good third weekend because then there was Mission Impossible, and it didn't have a good this weekend because there was Barbie and Oppenheimer. It didn't have a— it had an It wasn't. It didn't have a strong performance out the gate because critics just shat on it out the gate, yeah. and so people were like, "Never mind." It got a sixty
2: nine percent by critics. That's not good. Most no, that's not good. But it's it's better than a Fast and the Furious movie, and Oof. that movie made <laughs> less money. It. But that's my point. Is where it there is. There is an easy way to have put this movie together and still hit the same marks that you're wanting, Alex. My argument is he doesn't. You're saying he doesn't see his fit. He doesn't think that he's valued. He doesn't think that that he you know uh, that he has uh, 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 um, relevance anymore. So if it's Indiana Jones who's always been an adventurer and known for getting in over his head, why wouldn't he? If his life didn't have meaning, why is he sitting in a recliner like waiting to die? He would be out there gambling his life, right? 80. My, but it doesn't matter. Like, he, like that's, that's the whole point is you say that he doesn't value – he doesn't see the value in himself. So Indiana Jones, like he's going to go out and do what the hell he wants to do. Like, And if he, and if he gets killed doing it, okay. Like that makes more sense for Indiana Jones than him just sitting here, whoa, like teaching <laughs> like, at that school, like, like an old PMR to die. laying on the couch in the auditorium, right. yeah, waiting to die.
0: <laughs> uh, that you go can still out, have tell, an adventure PMR, bring some
3: excitement. You can tell almost PMR. the exact same
2: story, Alex, and tweak that motivation, so, and it makes more sense. Jump in the right? general lead. I disagree. Do I, don't,
3: I don't think I'd care about Indy. <laughs> like if Indy puts himself in harm's danger. Because he's depressed, I don't find that as
2: interesting as they're the not going to tell you he's depressed. So oh. that's the whole point. Is when did we find out Mutt was dead?
3: Oh, I think they say it early in the movie, and then no, the, yeah, no. he says my son died. No, it he was two thirds of the way through the movie. The no, no they,
1: but they do make it. They make it the first twenty minutes, and then yeah,
3: they say it in the first twenty minutes that his son is dead, and then they explain it on the boat.
1: Yeah, if you listen to the newscast, there's a newscast that. Henry Jones recently lost his son. They don't say what happened, but they say he recently lost his son. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear
2: that. But either way take out that whole nonsense uh, nonsense about him being wanted for murder eliminate that like cuz that di- that didn't need to happen you've already got his his call to adventure right his call to adventure you don't know what his call to adventure is you don't know why he's taking these risks and then you get on the boat and you have this conversation you're like oh sh- now it makes sense Mutt's dead that's why he's that's why he's doing these dangerous things is cuz muts dead it almost underlines the point you're making better than 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 what you're defending, right? The one I two,
3: I, I like seeing I like seeing a really depressed guy get up on his horse, just like Logan. I like how that movie starts off with a really depressed well, Logan. But
2: Alex, I think you you there's a part of you like the movie, and then there's the well, I like James Mangold and I'm going to defend James Mangold and be blind to any like script issues or blind to any like choices that didn't make sense.
3: I'm not blind to any of any choices that I don't like, but what I, can I say all I can say is the movie's really well put together. Like I don't wow. see I don't see to the level of critique that y'all do Because I went in going to see an Indiana Jones movie And I got an Indiana Jones movie It hit everything I wanted to hit And it gave me something I didn't even know I wanted It was wow. a visceral emotional reaction from me And that's all I needed I didn't need any.
0: I can't I wait, wait to hear fancy. this Barbie review If Indiana Jones I, gives you Alright so uh, Alex You obviously, what's your rating for this? 4 out of 5 4 out of 5, alright PMR Three out of five. Brian. Three. Two. Two. Wow. Very disappointing here, Alex. All right, well, uh when it comes to Disney Plus, I will check it out and give give my verdict. I will again I will say that I was disappointed rewatching the other movies and I honestly didn't finish watching Crystal School uh again. I couldn't I just couldn't get past it. Um So, things are not looking good for Dial of Destiny for me, I don't think. (laughs) If I was making fun of The Last Crusade, which is arguably the best of the movies, and I was thinking how horrible this was, uh, then I'm not sure if Dial of Destiny has any sense.
2: One other little little piece of this. Again, back to that whole, let's subvert expectations, we don't want to do fan service because that's hacky, all that kind of nonsense. Probably the most famous story uh, from Indiana Jones that's not in movies is the Dark Horse miniseries, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. But we can't do Atlantis because they did it in a comic book. Ah. That's what this should have been. If he was going back in time, if you wanted to deal with this kind of stuff, instead of doing Archimedes, do fucking Atlantis. <laughs> wow. Brian, and I, I think you have
0: a problem with Archimedes.
2: Goal. Uh, but we'll,
0: we'll talk about that in therapy later. Yep. <laughs> we know. really seem to have a problem with this Archimedes kid. All right. Uh, let's go fast forward in time uh, to Oppenheimer Bar- Barbie that uh, premiered this past weekend. And both movies are getting really good reviews. So we'll see what the drop off of Barbie is. See if people start complaining. If uh, more people keep complaining about the wokeness of Barbie, if that drops off and affects it. It's too Clark's damn it's too dang woke uh, Oppenheimer who uh, Alex Brian you guys have seen both these movies PMR no I did not see
1: it.
0: nah either neither one no oh, okay maybe that. Oppenheimer I would I would like to see Barbie maybe
2: yeah I, of the two I definitely liked Oppenheimer better alright um, me too. the Let's start. You want know, to start with Oppenheimer? Start with Oppenheimer. Like, uh, all right. So Oppenheimer, it is much like uh, Christopher Nolan loves a complex narrative structure, like uh, no, you wh- like. like ins- you sound like Alex now. Oh well, yeah, uh, insomnia where it's dreams within dreams within dreams. You know, you you, you know. Uh, in uh, Tenet, it's like when you're watching things in reverse versus forward. You know, he likes these like. Uh, uh, complex narrative structures and i think uh, it was okay in this but i do think that it diminished some of the story what he chose to do uh, so basically you've got there was a um not a trial but there was an inquiry uh into oppenheimer right uh after uh the uh, um Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki, and so you've got him effectively on trial here. You've got uh, Strauss, who was the head of the Energy uh, Commission over Oppenheimer for a period, is looking to get uh, added to, uh, put into, uh, added to. I don't know what the president who the president was Eisenhower's. Eisenhower's cabinet, right? So he's looking to get uh, he's in front of the Senate, getting uh, certified to join Eisenhower's cabinet. So he's effectively on trial, right? And so you've got, but those two events are six years apart, right? So you've got Oppenheimer's trial, Strauss's trial, six-year gap, but then they're both flipping backwards to t- uh, the time a time period between like nineteen th- uh, thirty-eight. And 1950, right, uh, or maybe even 55, right, they're, they're jumping back to this 18-year period. And so you're seeing it, but they're not doing it sequential. So Strauss will reference something, and it'll jump back to 1938. Oppenheimer will reference something. it jumps to 1945. Strauss mentioned something. It's 1947. Oppenheimer mentioned something. It's 1941. Yeah. It's So all of these time, like, you needed, like, the script with, like, all the tabs in the back to go, like, all right, all right, no, flip back to page 17. All right, now flip forward to page 97. Yeah. All right, flip forward to page, you know, 203. Flip back to page 7. It was that kind of stuff happening the whole time. He It was not as confusing as it could have been. Right. If it was if they if uh, a, a lesser director tried to tackle this. Right. But I do think it hurt the story because then later on in the movie, you start getting the two different scenes where now you're seeing the scene that you saw earlier from Oppenheimer's perspective. Now you're seeing it from Strauss's perspective and and vice versa. So now you've got in addition to two time periods flashing back to multiple Events in like an 18-year period, now you're seeing from two different points of view the same scene. It was very complex in the structure that he chose. Uh, He also shoehorned in everybody Mm -hmm. that was ever probably name-checked in the book uh, Modern Prometheus, which is the Oppenheimer book that this is based on. American Prometheus. American Prometheus, Prometheus. there you go. uh, But so it's like... This movie, you have to see it again, hmm. right? and honestly, you'd probably be better if you went and read the book and then watched it a second time uh where because then it i think then it would truly have like all of the punch that it should. I think some of the complexity of jumping around and that kind of stuff you lost a little bit of the gravity of the scenes because it just hopped and hopped and hopped and hopped and hopped. Uh, Whereas if it had been a more linear storyline, I think it it would have been better.
0: So so directors don't need to be so cutesy with this stuff. Don't try to be so creative that it may cost a little bit of the the storyline,
2: right? Or if you're going to jump back. perspective or whatever. Yeah, if you're going to jump back, stick with it a little bit longer. Not just okay. Here's here's three minutes set in 1941. All right, now we're jumping back to 1960. All right, now we're going to jump back to 1930. You know, 1939. And then uh, like it would be, it was very almost choppy because in addition to it jumping around, the sequences were relatively short sequences Mm -hmm. for a lot of them. So, but Uh, Alex, I enjoyed uh, the
0: movie. Alex, what are your thoughts on that? You're the. uh, You love a good storytelling.
3: I love the movie a lot. Um, I think. I agree with what Brian's saying, um, but it didn't bug me as much. I'd go on. If anyone's watched the movie JFK, Hmm. um, I can it kind of to that. um, That kind of edit. And that movie won an Oscar for best editing. Um, I think it is very in your face about it and it's it's very intentionally misleading i think but i think that's part of of the of the message is trying to tell i think the edit is very thematic in that there's all of these different people and all of these different situations and all of these different theories and all of this different like takes on conversations and what happened here what happened there and was there were they a communist or were they an American who die hard, like all this convolution and all this noise and all this clutter. And I think the edit complements that to an extent. I think it, it, it rings out that anxiety, at least in me it did of like, I'm trying to keep up with these names and these stories. I mean, it's like a game of telephone almost. And I thought it really added to the dramatic weight of what I was watching. Okay. But I will agree that I think it deserves a rewatch for that because I feel like I missed a lot. Um, because the movie's trying to make me feel that anxiety so much. But to me, the weakest part here, once again for Nolan, is the sound mix. Um, mm. He likes to play with sound a lot. He doesn't really find dialogue to be that important in some scenes, and so he drowns it out with score or background noise, mm. and it can sometimes distract and... I think for the human mind, it becomes like a where do I concentrate kind of thing. Yeah. But he does it in, I think, different from Tenet, he does this more intentionally where, when it's more science based conversation, he lets the noise come in because he's like, I don't think my viewers are going to understand this anyway.
0: So let's just kind of drown it with a beautiful (laughs) score. They don't know Um, nothing about no Archimedes or anything.
3: They're dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the performances in this movie are insanely great i mean i could see Killian murphy and robert Downey jr winning an oscar for this um they're both fantastic uh i think the last hour is some of the most dread dreadful i felt in a movie ever i think it's really harrowing and really interesting and a really interesting look at how our ego dies and how we how our vanity can sometimes is a curse and how the human condition is always looking to manipulate its next subject. Um, it's very interesting and it's really complex. And I, I'm just amazed that a studio signed off on a 150 million dollar budget for a movie that is really just people in rooms talking. Whew. PMR,
0: is this is this your kind of movie? I mean, this, is Alex talking you out of it, PMR?
1: Yeah, i have kind of begin to wonder if I want to get through <laughs> them. No, it, it, it's
3: great. I mean, it's so interesting and it's so complex. And I, I thought the I, it's <laughs> honest is the That's I like problem. Nolan, <laughs> Nolan made action sequences out of people talking. I mean, it's okay. really that. It's really that good of directing. And the IMAX. I saw it in IMAX, and I was blown away by the visuals. Um, there's two moments where there's
0: no music and no nothing it's just silent and it's just is that where pmr and i can take a nap let us know when those come in because we can just take
3: a nap (laughs) i'll say the best scene in the movie is where when it's a a scene where the music cuts out and it's the scene where they're deciding where to drop the bomb um and it is awful and so it makes you sick of your stomach it is so good Um, Yeah, I think the movie's a 5 out of 5. I think it's Nolan's best work, um, his most complex work, his best script, his best... I'd say, honestly, his best everything. Um, Yeah, I think it's really, really good. It's my favorite of his movies, by far.
0: Wow. Brian, is it a 5 out of 5 for you?
2: (laughs) Probably, yeah. its I just... There's... Uh, See, at this point, I'm like, it's its own category. It's Nolan versus Nolan, Mm. right? It's not his best best movie. Um, There's things that I just... I feel like there was a point that they should have made or maybe they did have in an earlier draft and it just kind of got lost, but you had so many people... That they introduce in this movie, and so many of them have um, a small responsibility and a small accountability, right? Uh, and nobody really says, there's not anybody that really, really protests building the bombs. Right. And so it's almost like that whole like, you know, the path to hell is, is, you know, one small step at a time sort of thing. It's you had so many people that were culpable aside from Oppenheimer in making this happen, that it's almost like, well, you saw one guy throwing up. Cause like he got like what, what they had done, but that that guy represented, I guess everybody's remorse of it because you didn't really see other people show any remorse after the bomb was dropped or any sort of what have we done, which uh, Oppenheimer gets the last line of the movie, um, which is very poetic, uh, And that fixes – and that may be why. That may be why they're like, well, let's not really – let's not make – let's not hint at this point too early, right? Or let's let's not – let's let Oppenheimer be the one that realizes this as opposed to people like trying to – protest this in the interim or or, or, they didn't or, or raise their hand like and say we shouldn't them. be doing this. It was it was everybody was like this whole this fueled the science, the physics, the science, the physics, the science, the physics. Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? I feel like somebody in that room should have been saying, Should we do this? Like how do we stop this? To there's even the point the the scene with Trubin where Trubin's pissed that Oppenheimer's trying to Take credit for it, and Oppenheimer isn't. He's he feels like guilt ridden, but he's he's pissed at Oppenheimer because he thinks Oppenheimer's trying to take his 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 spot in history. Uh, like uh, he's proud of you know killing two hundred thirty thousand people. So it's there is a little it's it, that gets a little wonky for me because it's like surely, surely somebody said wait we're really gonna. You know, we're building something that could m- murder people on a mass scale. No, I, and, and, honestly, uh, and even after—hold so on a second, PMR, Even after it happens, nobody's up, really man. like, "Oh fuck, what have we what have we done?" Like nobody has that moment, other than the one guy puking outside the the meeting. Go ahead. I
1: honestly, I was just gonna say I—I I, I don't know. I didn't see the movie. And obviously, I didn't live in team you know, forty-five, but. Honestly, I think they were just wanting to end this war that was killing so many people. You know, we were already losing lives, like, instantly. They don't wanted to put an end to this war. I don't think anybody thought anything of it. I mean, it's not like it is today where we have no. to over killing a bug on the road. I mean, <laughs> that's, not, that's
3: not how the movie – because the, the movie gives you the perspective of they're building this bomb for the Germans, they're not building this bomb for anyone else but the Germans. And,
2: so and then they, they missed their window to use it on Germany. And so they so they go ahead and use it on Japan.
3: Yeah, and so it's not the, there is a moral question here. It's like the the, the biggest question and I think historians worldwide I would have are always asking, it's like what would happen if we didn't drop the bomb? How much longer would this war have lasted? Were right. two hundred and thirty thousand innocent civilians really necessary to die? So this war would end quicker Innocent people, did they need to die And that's a really Important question And whether you like it, PMR, no that's, That is is a moral plunger Like we don't know whether this would have ended We could have ended The week <laughs> after only you probably. could go
2: back in time well, Alex. And It, it also <laughs> proposes the question If we hadn't pushed it for it community. Would Russia have The atomic bomb because a lot of their research was leaked. Apparently there was a spy in La Mesa that was sending stuff back to Russia. So, so us pushing forward with it, we were, we were effectively, you know, uh, helping the Russians also with their nuclear power program. So it's like, we, we made this bet ourselves. Yep. So
3: got to sleep in it. It's a really important movie. I think it's super timely, especially with Russian Ukraine going on right now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of culpability, and it's really interesting and it, 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 it did, um, that I hadn't had before. Uh,
2: yeah. I, uh, well, you say culpability, but I, that's part of the thing that bugs me is like it didn't feel like any of those scientists felt any sort of I think remorse they, or culpability for it.
1: I mean, we have to look at it. I don't think they were. I don't, don't think they, I don't,
0: Yeah, that's what PMR was think. saying. That back then, yeah, I
3: don't, yeah.
1: I don't think they did. no. no. I, if you killed so 230,000
3: people with the snap of your fingers, you feel a sense of culpability. You're a human being. Like, they felt a sense of culpability. I think Nolan... Everyone said that Nolan wrote the script in a first-person perspective. So the movie is always functioning in Oppenheimer's point of view. So I think part of that culpability you're missing comes from that, that this is a movie about Oppenheimer. And when it's not, we frame it as like a black-and-white movie... And that's also intentional, that we frame it then as a black and white issue, but from an Oppenheimer's perspective, it's much more broad.
0: Interesting. And his lens.
3: It's a really well...
0: It's I would so like good. to see it. I mean, it's, it's something like four hours or something, right? I mean, it's a long one, right? It's three. Three, it's three hours still. It's feels- still
3: and a half yeah that's no, like probably a, a 12 view, hour
0: cut though although i'm sure it's fantastic in imax i don't doubt that one bit i just don't know if i want to carve out time to go see it in imax is all i would if you... i would I mean, i'm sure it's I'd good think. but you know i also thought tenet was going to be good and i never finished watching that because it was a little yeah. bit too trying to be too cutesy with the back and forth and all that kind of stuff and i so, normally like that kind of stuff but with tenet i'm like yeah you know what Oppenheimer's the pacing is really,
2: really good. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure our,
0: No doubt that it's a great movie
2: uh, well, you know, there's, that's, And there's also There's also like an Amadeus moment So Ah, okay, in some Theatrical releases, right? Because
0: if it's what I think you're talking about uh, I just saw today That they're, uh, they're editing A few things They're editing some clothes onto Florence Pugh yeah,
2: are um, they? No, no, no. Uh, I was going to say, there's an Amadeus <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, they've got to put some clothes on Florence Pugh if he ever wants this to be seen in like a high school, you know, uh, civics class or yeah. or, or history news. class. No, there's there's like a uh, Amadeus moment when you realize that. Well, you the movie Amadeus when it's like when well, you realize who the bad guy is. Yeah, uh,
0: it's been a while um, since I've seen Amadeus. They're
3: complaining about the nudity. I don't. I think the nudity serves the story perfectly, and it's done really tastefully. I don't think it's done at like the like just to have sex for sex sake. And honestly, it doesn't make you. It's not like doesn't make you horny or
2: like. It's not that feeling. It's it's, it's more of a device. I would argue, Alex, if you would like to take the twins to see the movie again, you might have a different feeling on those scenes.
0: Yeah, but I, <laughs> because <you know. laughs> Florence Pugh,
2: a naked Florence
0: Pugh, will make anybody horny. I don't care if you're <laughs> dropping a bomb on three hundred thousand people or not. Those scenes aren't meant to be like titillating, exciting. I think they're just
3: both meant to be like they're, they're meant to show intimacy uh, the box box. characters.
1: The
0: um, what? Do I need to hurry up? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to hurry up to the theater. To- but again, I think she'll show she, show she shows her stuff in other movies. So I think you're okay PMR. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that it sounds like a fantastic movie, no doubt. It uh, sounds a little too heavy. Why don't we head over to the lighter side of a, to- a movie about a
2: toy? I mean, that's got to be a fun lighter. family fair, right? You think <laughs> what of the two movies? One of them, my le- my wife left bawling wow it was not oppenheimer
0: no barbie hit home with uh with the misses there brian yeah i did i did also cry in barbie i would like oh god alex oh my god pmr
3: what went wrong there's two moments (laughs) there's two moments that hit me and uh
2: yeah so I said uh, – I told PMR when, uh, after I saw it, my quote was, if you thought the, uh, the Lego movie needed a little more existential crisis and gender politics, this is the movie for you.
1: Right. Oh, I can't wait.
2: <laughs> if you're so, one of the many that thought, man, this so Lego was- movie was good, but I need a, few, a little bit more gender politics and –
1: and it was that oh,
0: that made me not go see it. Oh, so. man. But you were the only one. You and I were the only one, PMR. Everybody else in the world went to see it. So I, it did something right. I mean, I thought this was going to be more like Legally Blonde type uh, movie or something like that rather than uh, having an actual statement here. No offense yeah. to Legally Blonde.
2: Yeah, no, there's, there is absolutely a statement wow. in, in this movie. Like a... Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Statement was done. Blondes could
0: get a law degree. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's a, That's a good enough statement. Uh, so, Alex, can you summarize the the real plot of the movie here? Aside from you know, Barbie, you know, and stuff? I don't know. Besides the cinematography and the music, can you comment on the actual story? Okay, well, will get this out of the way real quick. Production, design, and cinematography are both great. Direction Beautiful. beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> lots of pink.
3: i to the Oscars. The movie itself is about Barbie uh, living her normal Barbie life um, in, Barbie. in Barbie land, and um, and when but suddenly some weird things start happening to her, uh, she isn't standing in high heels. She can't stand like with her toes on the ground anymore. She's not walking her toes. She goes flat footed. She starts thinking about death. Uh, it's a um, light on her legs, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And then so it leads her to a journey to the
0: real world uh, okay. with Ken. So she's uh, a toy. She's n- kind like of like Toy Story type thing that
3: yes, goes to the rules. Yes, okay. Yes, she's a boy who's being played by somebody, but it's not. It's played more like she's real. Okay, like she. Ha- but it's like she's being played with somebody, but she can still go to the real world. Like oh she my can God. venture. To Oppenheimer
0: believe- sounds more clear than this movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, this one. <laughs> this one, you kind of just have to go with what it. What okay. it tells you right. are the rules, and you just are like all right, and all it's right. believe it's fine, it's fun. Um, and then from there we kind of get, like Brian said, it's a it's a very gender politics heavy thing. Actually, uh, Ken, Ken, who's kind of been sidelined as just the accessory to Barbie in the real world, discovers the patriarchy, and so he goes back to Barbieland and institutes the patriarchy in Barbieland. Because um, there, it's more of a matriarchy. It's a it's like reversed, and right. so Ugh. so basically, Ken becomes like a feminist, but for men, a men's rights activist, <laughs> kind of. Um, And so it's kind of they play how all the men are are the the fear that women that men have of women like taking over the world uh, with feminism. They kind of play on that with the kids. It's a really what I'll say here is it's a good movie that's not made for men, but it's a a movie that men should go see. Because I think the things it speaks on um, the feminine view that a lot of men get confused by. I think it makes those points really clear, um, and I think it's an important movie for men to go see, especially if like you have like a little girl, or
0: you have a girlfriend, or but if you, you have boys, then to- fuck it, you don't really need to see it, probably, right? You're Is trying to. What I'm no, no yeah. I think, you have sons. I think it.
3: I think it shows you a different lens on the feminine view. Um, but it's not. But necessarily, not necessarily. I don't care for it all that much. I liked it a lot. I'd probably give it a four out of five. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's perfect, like most women do. I'd still find flaws with it, but I'm glad
0: they ha- there's a movie like this for them to go see. Look at them, yeah. those people. I'm glad those people get their own movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, uh, what do you think about this? For those people, uh, those people.
2: I mean, I enjoyed it. It's uh, but uh, the. Some of the uh, points they were trying to make, basic. Well, I mean, when you, if you if you take it at like when you're in the theater, you know, you probably you're just on the on for the ride. Yeah. Um, just but when you zoom did, out a little bit, the
0: movie. is that what you're saying? Your well, wife you, because your wife dragged yes, you to true. see this movie.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when when you're if you look at it from like uh, like that you know, mile high view, Uh, essentially the men, uh, look at look at Barbie as an object, right. That they want to win even before any of this happens. Uh, once Ken introduces them or once Ken sees the, the, our world and the patriarchy and he brings it back. So their, their behavior is already kind of toxic. When they see the real world, they double and triple down on the toxicity, right? And they start ga- – this is, the, I guess, the piece that, that gets me is they start gaslighting the Barbies. Ah. And so the Barbies are just totally subservient to to the Kins. And they didn't really explain why, uh, but it was just basically like they uh, – so uh, there was – no there was there was nobody that said again kind of like the whole uh oppenheimer complaint it's like there's nobody going wait this isn't right mm. it's like barbie's gone ken goes back barbie goes back and the the women are effectively you know subservient to all the kins and the kins are are all broed out and it's like uh I don't know if they needed to show how that happened or, or how they kind of made that work. Uh, or I don't know; it was just weird. It was just a little wonky. Like, uh, yeah. but it it was. Well, it doesn't matter how this happened. Guys suck. Like it was. It was as soon as guys saw that they could get a one, uh, they could they could manipulate the situation. One hundred percent of them did.
0: That's, but that is probably true. On the flip yeah, side, maybe. that probably is reality. I mean, we, oh, we man, saw that maybe. in She-Hulk,
2: too. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was some She-Hulk uh, concerns in this. So
3: I think the movie, yeah, I agree with Brian. That's how I took it at first. I do think it's that part because more of a common commentary on what men think women are going to do. Like, they're going to gaslight us into, into thinking that they can do better and all that. Kind of that talking point. Um, but yeah, I do agree. There's a tonal dissidence in the movie where Barbie's arc – I don't want to spoil anything, but Barbie's arc is completely different than where we leave Barbie Land. So what happens in Barbie Land is very different. Like how we end there is very different to how we end with the character of Barbie, like Mark Robbie's Barbie that we're following the entire time. Yeah. And it doesn't sit right with me. There's a, it's a tonal dissidence and a thematic dissidence that I just – I don't really jive with all that much, and I think it could have been done better. The script kind of loses me a little bit. It's not subtle at all. I mean, there's no subtlety here in what it's saying, and I think it hurts the movie, and this lack of of unified conclusion also just doesn't really jive with me.
2: Here's something else. They already had a character in there that could have been pointing these things out, Right. Because you've got Alan in the in the movie, which is uh, Michael Syrah, And, you know, he was basically Ken's accessory. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, Ken was Barbie's accessory, just like a new pair of boots. This is this is Barbie's boyfriend. Alan was Ken's accessory. uh, And so he could have been going this isn't right. What are you guys doing? He could have been kind of like arguing with you could have seen some of that where, But his motivation isn't even that. His motivation is, get me the hell out of Barbie Land. I want to leave. It, it's not, hey, let this is wrong. I have been a victim of this. Now you're making the barbies a victim of this. Like he could have pointed out some of this stuff uh, without getting too heavy, but just you know, just a couple lines, like just to kind of uh, where somebody's going. Wait a minute, this like you got to stop what you're doing. is not right. Something like that uh, to the kins that doesn't happen. And when Barbie comes back or, or like, he doesn't care if, uh, you know, he was a, a victim of all this stuff. Now he's seeing the kins make the Barbies victims, of all this stuff. And he doesn't care. He just wants to get out of Barbie land. So it's like, you even had that character in there that could have like pieced a little bit of this together and made a better connection. And they still didn't use him in that light. Huh? Yeah so yeah.
0: but it's still a fun movie a fun little
3: thing yeah, a, jaunty, a, a
0: jaunty little romp yeah it's still good I think it's a good movie I think it actually is it's important um, the it's second most awesome. important movie of the the year yeah <laughs> uh, I think uh, the for me the hot
3: uh, Ryan Gosling's skin is amazing there's a song in there that is just freaking awesome I mean it's it's great that that he'll he may win an Oscar. If Robert wow. Downey Jr. doesn't win that Best Supporting Actor, I think Ryan Gosling's sure going to get nominated. But that could be a win for him as well.
2: Wow. Um, Strong. Uh, part of the because well, Tamara and I were talking about it and what what yeah. kind of got her emotional about the whole thing. And it was kind of interesting point. We have all this nostalgia stuff all the time. Well, uh, the, the reason why we got—I'm so, uh, so pissed about Indiana Jones—is because it's—it's right. it's screwing up the nostalgia I have for the property, right? Uh, but but men get uh, things that are nostalgic, right? Yeah. And by, for a lot, of, a lot of times, women don't, especially not on this scale. So for her, what got her upset was she was like, you know, it did take her back to playing with the dolls. It huh. did, it, it did kind of like it not only reminded her of when she was, you know, a little girl, but also like the struggle she has as like you know a working mom today, you know, uh, and all the hats she has to wear. So, uh, but then it also there was this level of it that it made. She told me she was like, it made me miss my mom. Like, because uh, there's a part, you know, part of this is a mother and a daughter and, and them not connecting. That's what makes her start, you know, thinking about the death and, and all those type of things. So there is, uh, it had, it was almost like Toy Story 3. Yeah. For her. Yeah. Right? So, um, Where we're thinking about, you know, growing up and, you know, putting away the toys or give, you're like, don't give the toys to that girl, like that kind of thing. That was like the, the nostalgia piece for us. Uh, She didn't get that right. Like, but she got this. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that was, that was the way she kind of summed it up. Why it it hit a nerve with her and, and she loved it, but that's why she got emotional was all those sort of, those sort of things that. They kind of snuck up on her. Yeah, so.
3: there's a scene with an old woman, some old
0: woman, random old woman. We lost. And eyes. um,
2: there you go, Carla from Cheers.
3: There's a scene with a random old woman uh, about 45 minutes in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that got her too.
3: That made me cry. I it hit me in Dang. a place I wasn't expecting. It, uh, especially if you know who that woman is. I don't like. I like the woman. Well, do you want me to tell you who she is? Uh, yeah. The creator of Barbie? No, she's... That's the, her daughter. It's her daughter. It's the yeah. creator of Barbie, who is the inspiration of Barbie. Uh, who Barbie was meant for was her daughter.
2: Well, she named her Barbie because that's her daughter's name. Wow.
3: Yeah, her name's Barbara.
2: So Barbara. It's,
3: it's a really, really beautiful moment. Really... Um, yeah, and the ending really hit me too. Uh, Bar- like, it's just... <laughs> It's it's a really well made movie. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's really important, and I think it's a really impressive, second most important <laughs> I, movie of the year. It's uh-huh. the highest opening weekend for a female director ever, and ever. I think, um, yeah, it's all. It was awesome. Watch walking into a theater and seeing everybody in pink. That was really fun. Um, my theater was packed. My theater had a like. It was just. It was a great weekend. It was an amazing weekend at the. At the it was just so much
0: All right. Well, PMR, did they convince you to want to go see Barbie or, or Oppenheimer? I'm not sure if they did a very good job here.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see one I'll, I'll of <laughs> <watch> them. I'll try watch I love it. I'll go take
3: Don't worry. I'll see him next week. I'll go take, some, take him to see Barbie. Okay.
1: So what's, uh, what else we got? That's it?
2: That's, That's it. it. Are you ready to wrap? Well, I had a... Uh, potpourri.
1: Uh, I got, I got one thing I'm watching on TV. So uh, oh.
0: PMR, we haven't well, heard uh, much from you. Let's let, What are you watching? Yeah. Yeah. You do your, your. You do your thing. You do your little thing.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, Alex recommended the show. Uh, and I talked about it earlier, the bear, the bear I love the bear. Hell yeah. And, uh, fantastic show. I mean, wow. What a great show. Yeah. Um, Two seasons, just finished it. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the first half of the second season, but it really like got really good towards the second half of the second season. Um, but yeah, and it's a very stressful show. But mm. but uh, I, I loved it. I love it. Love it a lot. I highly recommend and looking right. forward to the whenever that comes out.
2: Yeah, we've talked about it before. Like the bear. And I finished season two. We finished season two this week. Uh, but I had stopped. I think I'd stopped with episode three because I'm like, this is. Uh, it's. It is some of the most stressful <laughs> TV watching I've <laughs> ever done. Right. <laughs> and that fucking Christmas episode. Oh, man. God. Glenn. I told you. I, season two, episode six, man. Holy shit. That. Like I don't, I can't believe there's not people getting triggered by that. Like I just triggered by it. No, I mean like because I've had panic attacks before. Like there, right. it bubbles. It bubbles with like I gotta, I gotta stop. I gotta stop watching this, or you can't binge it because you're like, oh fuck, I, I got PTSD <laughs> from that episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. It is so unbelievably stressful. But then it's, you know, okay. then later on it's it pays off and it's rewarding. Well, and, and you thought it was going to pay off and be rewarding in the season two finale no. until uh, wow. that one thing happens. And it's like, God damn, like, can we not just have just a moment of peace? Well, no.
1: they, I mean, it was kind of nice because I, I said that like. Alex said it was episode six was that Christmas episode which is bonkers I, I don't think I've ever been so stressed out I mean people yelling on top of people on top of people I mean to stay what was going on in that episode and
3: maybe one of the best TV ever made. and,
1: and it was an hour-long episode at that so it made it even more like intense because most of the episodes are like 30 35 minute episodes yeah. well the two episodes directly after that, Oh. They were kind of like palate cleansers. I mean, they were both very chill, relaxed, very feel-good episodes, and uh, brought everything back down. And I was like, "Okay, this is really, really good." And uh, and then, like Brian said, the the last the season finale episode started out really okay. This is gonna this is gonna be good, but but the two drops and
2: like the last fifteen minutes of it,
1: yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. It, it, it is a good show. I, I would highly recommend it. But, I mean, it is a very stressful show. And that first season, the first several episodes of that first season, so you, you have no idea what the fuck is going on, really. I mean.
2: Yeah, season one, uh, really season one all the way through that, that Christmas episode, they're almost all just stressful. Every episode has that, that like, uh, anxiety you know uh, a level to it you've got those two palate cleanser episodes and then you thought it's all come to fruition like it's you know it's all worth it until that last like 15 minutes of the of the season two finale and it's but yeah it's it is not it's like the anti Ben show like you can't I can't watch most of the time I can't watch a second episode like I have to just like walk away so
1: yeah it's stressful oh go ahead I was going to ask Brad if he'd watched it. Yeah, I watched a few episodes.
0: I I enjoyed it, but as with most things, uh, you know, I can enjoy knowing that it's a good show without having to watch it.
3: Uh, I will say, season two, Brad, I think you should go and finish it. Like, I really do think you should. Uh, Because the way season two, like they keep talking about the last, like, 15 minutes or so of season two, but what's so genius of, of it is that it builds to that Subtly throughout the entire season. Like, at Brad and uh, Brian and Ron get what I'm saying, but like the show builds to that level for that character. And yeah. it's very background, but it's very intentional. And it's just. It's the best writing I've seen ever. I mean, without even you having... You half the time can't even understand what they're saying because they're talking over one another. But that's what makes it so good and so compelling. I mean, it is just so amazing. I mean, ah, yeah. So great. So great. So great. So great.
2: Well, and there's another thing that... Heading into that Christmas episode, I don't know that they had ever well they're all in Chicago yeah. right even the mom but they've never really like referenced the mom as being alive right they've never said like and she's never shown up before that Christmas episode so there's also like this dread going on in that episode about oh yeah is she gonna kill herself Right? yeah at Christmas and it was they, they were not pulling back from that at all like, it was like, if, if they walked back in the kitchen and she was hanging from the ceiling fan, it would have been like, all right, that checks out. Yeah. Like, th- that's how stressful that episode was. So It's so great. So, so great. Uh, I got to go,
0: guys, but it's been a pleasure. Uh, well, it was, uh, the pleasure is all ours. I'm so glad I'll that you go. told us about the two most important movies ever made. That... Hopefully and you'll yeah, get to, you'll best, take PMR to see one day. Absolutely. Best movie ever. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. I'll
3: All see right. you guys in a bit. All, All
0: right.
2: Guys. Later. All right. Well, I had a little tidbit. Have a tidbit. Go at a tidbit. Hopefully end on. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, me and PMR went on an excursion. What? A uh, road trip? Uh, yeah. The week, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Where'd where did you, we go? We
1: but uh, what was our big, the highlight? What was
0: the highlight? Oh, yeah. I, okay, I recognize that from uh, the reboot of Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> no, the original. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we went to Cooter's, uh, Cooter's Nashville. Garage. Wow. Cooter's Garage, Nashville. Yeah, Cooter from uh, Dukes of Hazard fame. Yeah. Has a museum in Nashville. With all sorts of Dukes of Hazard memorabilia,
1: Brad. They had and the and
2: merchandise for sale. No, they
1: had the Dukes of Hazard game, Brad.
2: Oh my God! I
0: remember featuring that in a video for high school one day, one time, many years ago.
2: <laughs> they had uh, the wrist racers, which I had as a kid. Well, I wow. have one now. I yeah. mean, who am I kidding? Yeah. So uh, they had the uh, uh, the Mego action figures. They had uh, they had. They had the Daisy Duke underoos that Tamara had, which, which the panties were little. They had like a. a screen printed blue jeans panties on them. They, it, making they her cry.
1: had Daisy, Duke, they yeah. had Daisy Duke's panties. Oh, nice. Little... Her
0: pants? Her cutoffs? <laughs> no, just, her... You, just her panties. But they, they were recent. They were recent. They were used. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The past five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were grannies
2: yeah oh they were <laughs> grannies no doubt they were for- but they were panties yeah uh yeah tons of like uh, i mean it had a lot of uh it had uh the general lee okay right it had uh uh dixie daisy's jeep yeah it had uh the patrol car right it had um uh
1: they had cooter's uh tow truck
2: cooter's tow truck you can get pictures on all of them they didn't uh,
0: boss hogs car
2: no they, had bo- they didn't have the no they didn't the they big, didn't have uh, Boss uh, white, Hogs. Uh, okay with the yep. steer yep um, no boss it. No, but yeah well, it was fantastic a, it's a free museum yeah just now, uh, if you want a photo in one of the vehicles, it's ten bucks, <laughs> or you can do thirty for all of it. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> splurge. We and they had a, a good gift shop and stuff. Me and PMR got a photo inside the General Lee.
0: Was this? Uh, w- this was a right like right across from Grand Ole Opry, right?
2: Yeah, it's very close right. yeah.
0: from that that shopping center, like the mall or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we uh, discovery. Or it's. Uh, what is it? It's not Discovery so, Mills, it's yeah. Mills, it's Opry Mills. Opry Mills, Where the new Grand Ole yeah. Opry is,
0: the new location. We, because yeah. we mm-hmm. went to, when we went to Nashville a few months ago or whatever, and we went to a tour of the, the new Opry house or whatever, and I saw that there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was vetoed. It was three to one, so we didn't They wouldn't go. take you No, no one had any oh. interest. <laughs>
1: but, Brad, was, we got the car, we got the car, got a picture of the car, Yeah, like, They wouldn't let me sit on the passenger side of the car, where I would look at least cool. they throw me in the back seat. (laughs) Like
0: you're a fucking prisoner.
1: (laughs) Oh, look at that kid back there. (laughs) I'm in
0: the front seat. He's in the back. Have you seen the photo that I posted? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I thought it was Coy and Vance, definitely.
1: (laughs) The guy, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a cool picture, because... In my head, yeah. you know, don't be in the <laughs> you
0: didn't, You didn't tell, tell Brian to switch places with you and just f- give the extra $10? I, I, I paid
1: for the photo. <laughs> oh, so well, you, that ex- uh, never mind. Forget <laughs> it.
0: You're every right, Brian. Every right.
1: So I thought Brian would be in the driver's seat. Yep. Then either either I'd be in the passenger seat, and yeah. then they'd take a look at it uh, like a head-on, or they'd either let me, like, hang out the window and, you know, put my right. hang-up Pop the roof Sit on top Yeah Sort of Yeah yeah, You know Sit in the window If everybody did that Yeah yeah, Everybody did
0: that
1: No the fucker Puts me in the back seat I look like a Five year old
0: Hey uh, The little one's Gonna have to go In the back seat Go fast (laughs) Go fast daddy (laughs) The little one's Gonna have to go In the back seat There buddy You're gonna have to Tell him
2: What the fuck? There was a booster seat back there. At least he didn't make There's PMR fun. use it. A back
1: there. You're going to have
0: to sit on that, kneel on that booster seat and lean <laughs> outwards so we can see you, son. <laughs> and
1: you know what? The door opened too, which was uh, that's
0: cool. disappointing. I didn't get to slide the over the hood. I would have liked to see yeah. Brian crawl through the window of, uh, of the general league. That would have been good. So, like, Oh <laughs> oh my god well that's fantastic guys I mean I would love it if you guys did a field trip like to to you know some sort of uh, nostalgic place uh, you know every couple of months or something
2: yeah that sounds good to me uh, here's the thing Brad we were in Nashville for four days yeah we went to Broadway right we went to the Johnny Cash Museum we went. Uh, we went to the Grand Ole Opry, uh, the We went. We went, to, we went to all these places. Do you know what? Head and Shoulders was the highlight of that trip. <laughs> uh, I Cooter's w- Garage.
0: Cooter's uh, Garage. Cooter's gra- I was going to say the uh, uh, Bachelorettes uh, during the evening time, but uh, yeah, Cooter's Garage. It too. the wrong Cooter. No, he.
2: No, he. he PMR took me to broad uh, to Broadway at two p.m. <laughs> you mean 2 a.m., right? No, oh. 2 p.m. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Because the 2 a.m. is a little bit more hopping, I think. I think yeah, that's yeah exactly. I think it's a little
2: more hopping. Exactly. <laughs> Don't get 2 p.m. <laughs> 2 p.m. Man, it's jumping. Broadway's jumping. <laughs> yeah. Before rush hour. Oh. <laughs> we we got to get in before rush hour. <laughs> we got to get outside the perimeter before all... Well,
0: if, yeah, if, so, yeah, my my uh, Nashville experience wasn't much better because the, I think the highlight for us was Odin wanting to go see the final resting place of uh, President James Polk. <laughs> That's
1: right. oh my God. <laughs> that was the
2: highlight for us. Was to see well, wow. you missed. I'm telling you, if you'd gone to Cooter's Museum, yeah, yeah Cooter's that- Garage, was right there, it was. Like, it took that trip from, like, a an 8 to an 11. Wow. It was good, good, beyond good. a shadow of a doubt the highlight of that trip. Did they yeah, have Flash was there? Stuff. Was he stuffed? There yeah, was a stuffed Flash. had a stuffed Flash, but it wasn't
0: the stuffed Flash. Wow. Oh well. It's just a stuffed Flash. A well, stuff. One of the stunt Flashes.
1: And Brian yeah, was friends with the guy that was there. He was, like, really friendly and talking Brian and Yeah,
2: stuff. Yeah. And he – well, you could notice – or you noticed, like, uh, with the memorabilia and stuff, you had lots of stuff signed by Catherine Bach, right? You had lots of stuff signed by Tom Wopat, and obviously everything signed by Cooter. Um, <laughs> but
0: – Georgia uh, congressman or something, wasn't he? At one point? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and Tennessee. so – but you – you know, you could tell like John Schneider did not have many no. things signed, if mm. anything signed. Wow! And so, um, uh, was it me that asked or you that asked? It's like who's the nicest?
1: Oh, I asked. Yeah, who?
2: Was yeah, it? he he asked, and the guy's like, well, you know, uh, Tom Wopat's real, real nice. He comes in all the time, and he's actually coming back. Like, I think he's coming back. Like. Next week or the week oh. after next, like the the first week of August. Wow! Uh, he goes. He's here all the time. He's super nice and 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 uh, but I wouldn't say. You know, I wouldn't want to go out and say. But, but obviously, him saying that, it's like somebody isn't nice. Right. Well, I'm like, let me guess. It's John Schneider. And he goes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, John Schneider apparently is not a uh, is well, not
1: it's the, up To the effect of, well, you you can you kind of notice there's not much things. In He he hasn't signed anything in there except
2: the hood of. Wow. It it was wild though, Brad. If you walked through, and I've got the, I'll I'll shoot you the pic, or I'll post the pictures, Uh, because I did panoramic pictures of like some of the cases. Right. The amount of merchandise Mm. that was out in the '80s with the Dukes of Hazzard on it is unbelievable. Like it. It would be equivalent to Spider-Man today. That's yeah. <laughs> how big this thing was. Yeah, wow! The it most was important everything. TV show
0: on, of the decade.
2: Lunchboxes, T-shirts, sleeping bags. Uh, like uh, It was on everything.
1: And I would imagine there were all that stuff in that place was probably in upwards of two or $300. <laughs> <laughs> Even
2: with the autographs that's not true. It it the, down. Uh, that's not true.
0: You I know what? You I'll, I'll cause buy got everything the in here for 200.
2: I'll, I'll give you a seven oh. grand for the whole thing. Just leave the keys on the counter.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Ben Cooter, the, uh, whatever his name is. I, I can speak to uh, personally. I've got the Bo and Luke, uh, um, Mego figures, the little three and three quarter Mego figures. Of I've got the generally, you know, the the the, li, the roof opened yep. um, to put them in, and I've got that wrist racer, <laughs> and he said because they had a case of those wrist racers, and I'm like, uh, I was like, too bad those things aren't for sale because I bought one on the blister, you know, and he's like, oh, those things go for about three hundred dollars each now. Like oh, uh, you rolling up like uh, Boss Hog now. You're like <laughs> rolling up like I, Boss Hog. So yeah, I, that, the the merchandise in there was it was or the the exhibits that was some some pricey stuff. There yeah. was some pricey stuff in okay. there, but it, it's wild to to you don't remember how many of these things existed till you you see. And it's like I've 80 of the stuff that that was there I didn't remember existed, and oh. I'm like holy shit. There's the train set. I forgot the fucking train set.
0: <laughs> or oh, uh, the, next time, the, let's uh, um, try to get some audio from it. Next time we will definitely. Mm-hmm.
2: We could have interviewed him. Could
0: I mean, or just you know, talk amongst yourself? Oh my gosh! Look, here is the blah 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 blah. That's
1: true. Well, what I asked him when the uh, hazard days were going to come back, and uh, it's like a hazard fest. Right. Right. And, he, he didn't know they hadn't had one since 2019 because of oh, COVID.
0: Fucking COVID. So
1: if, you know, maybe do a Hazard Fest because Hazard Fest has all of them guys plus BJ and the bear.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh. Maybe the podcast will bring it back. <laughs> yeah. What about the seven lovely? Five, five of the seven lady truckers. They're still <laughs> not in the old folks' home.
1: Not so <laughs> lovely, but.
2: Uh, they said that the General Lee that we rode in, or that we took the picture in, well, they actually did the jump at uh, Hazard Days in 2012. I think.
1: Yeah, they had a picture of it.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean PMR did was it, you know one uh, consolation maybe that uh, knowing that John Schneider was nailing some intern in the back seat of that car one day. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that back seat was just fine for you.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Catherine <laughs> Bach could have been back there. You never know. Never know.
0: You never know. All right. Well, that's fantastic. We should have uh, led off with that.
1: Well, we we next time, Brad. We'll uh, we'll record.
0: Yes, please do. We I know our listeners uh, <laughs> would love to hear about your wacky adventures. Duke's of If you go to the Alf Museum next, then that would be something to. Yeah. All year. All right, I think that that wraps it up pretty well. Movie wise, I don't know what we have to look forward to, uh, but maybe maybe something. We'll have to find some sort Blue of theme. Beetle. Blue beetle. What? Blue Beetle. It's, uh, August eighteenth. Yeah. Again, I don't know if we have something if that's to look forward to, but yeah, that that is a movie coming out.
2: Yeah, we've got uh, next is uh, Turtles. is pretty soon pass uh oh no next is haunted mansion pass uh then ninja turtles then um yeah exactly meg pass meg then blue beetle then uh then it's a uh we go
0: it's a bit. A dry spell.
2: We're going to a dry spell.
0: All right, PMR, you're
2: going to have to think about no, no, a, a uh, theme the or Marvels. something. The Marvels. When is the Marvels coming out? Ugh.
1: That's in November, I believe.
2: I know, yeah. All right, we'll
1: probably go. record again.
2: Uh, you know, we didn't talk about uh, Secret of Nation. Yeah. Is it we'll over start- with?
1: No, no, not yet. We'll we got one, left. Do we'll we do got one okay. episode we'll, left. We
0: can do a wrap-up. How about that for next episode?
2: We'll do a wrap-up, yeah. We got shit off
0: the-
1: that.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <got> to- Very <sighs> good. Yeah. All yeah. right, well, Brian, why don't you go ahead and sign us out with that, that lovely uh, nostalgic sound of the General Lee. Until next time.